Hello there, you're watching the Pulse on the Joy News channel. This afternoon, the Council of Elders of the Convention People's uh, Party is uh, ruling out and also nullifying the vote of no confidence uh, by the party, describing the decision as an affront to the dictates of the CPP constitution. This afternoon, we'll tell you why it took police intervention to avert uh, what could have been a violent clash among some national executives of the party in Kumasi. We'll get you uh, the very uh, latest uh, shortly. Also, the governing New Patriotic Party is holding a crucial meeting uh, which will, amongst uh, other issues, discuss the selection of a running mate to the party's flag bearer, Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia. We are live uh, at this venue where the uh, meeting is taking place. Uh, plus, here from the grassroots of the party who are making a strong case for the leadership of the party to consider picking a running mate from the Ashanti region. And we're still keeping our eyes uh, on the school reopening as uh, some parents and guardians uh, of uh, students seeking to change schools uh, for the uh, students at selected solution centers are agitated over the, the delays in getting served. Um, and my child had admission at the distance. Uh, um, then they have placed her in the day student. How can a student from about... Uh, one person will go to our phone with the day students. So that's the problem. Since morning, they are not serving us. All these are more uh, coming your way here on the polls. Uh, brought to you by Global Communities, Dignity, Lua, Affordable, Safe Sanitation. We're on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV Channel 125. Join us as independent, fearless, and credible. I am blessed to them. Welcome to the polls. Well, this afternoon, there is tension in the Convention People's Party. The Council of Elders of the Nkrumah's Party, a couple of hours ago, had to nullify a vote of no confidence on all national executives describing the move as an affront to the dictates of Article 82 of the CPP Constitution. It took police intervention to avert what could have been a violent clash among some national executives of the party in Kumasi one Tuesday evening. Uh, the conflict uh, erupted following a petition from uh, the Okra constituency chairperson of the party seeking to remove the chairperson and leader of the CPP, Nana Akusia from Poma. Uh, and uh, the petition insists uh, that actually the chairperson has caused division amongst rank and file of the party. An argument uh, over the petition ensued, forcing the national executives uh, of the party, some of them, to resign and block. Well, there's been a press briefing uh, a couple of minutes ago here at SF. You see, in our constitution, there is a, a provision that states that to remove a chairman and leader of a party, the general secretary, there are procedures you have to. The bottom line is that that person 
must be given a notice of one month for him to appear before and also ask questions. Out of the blue, they said they have suspended our chairman and leader and then even removed all the national executives. We tried to advise, but they won't accept. But I'm here to caution and also advise that we are not in a jungle. We are guided by constitution rules and regulations. And there is no constitution above the Ghana constitution 1992 that we are using. Everything must be guided. So I'm here to disassociate myself from what happened yesterday night. I don't agree with it, and my, my, my members, my friends, comrades, don't agree. There's going to be a press conference again, but we have to show our displeasure about what has happened last night. Please, I'm appealing to the general public and all CPP members that we have to make sure and guide against indiscriminating way of removing officers and creating confusion. If there are general problems, there are rules, there are ways to deal about it. So I'm here to defend Nana Sapon Kuman Kumada. She is still the chairman and leader of this party. Number two, since it did not go through the normal procedure and it was like a coup attempt, we don't accept it in CPP. We will make sure that the court will decide, interpret the CPP constitution for the whole world to know that we have violated our constitution in the first place. And therefore, what happened is illegal. I said yesterday, last night, that it's illegal. It shouldn't be so. Well, the uh, Council of Elders of the party uh, has intervened in the last uh, few minutes, as you've been seeing at the news conference there, uh, with a statement also being issued to that effect. Uh, we can just uh, bring you excerpts uh, of that statement released uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, and you do have a copy of that on the screens right now, giving details about what it is uh, that the CPP's uh, Council of Elders uh, are concerned about, uh, pointing out, first of all, that the attention has been drawn to a press release uh, by uh, the one, Mr. Kwame Nkrumah Botio, uh, Secretary uh, Interim Council, to the uh, effect that the national executives uh, have been removed by the uh, National Executive Council and that the Interim Council has been appointed to take over the affairs of the party. Um, I, Senior Comrade uh, Christian Yaozigan, who is, of course, uh, representative of the Council of Elders, uh, at the meeting uh, as uh, a constitutionally, uh, as it is constitutional 
originally uh, required, of course, to witness uh, all, all that happened at the same uh, or said neck meeting and wishes to inform all members and sympathizers of the Convention People's Party that uh, the said neck meeting which was supposed to have nullified the position of national officers uh, was carried out without due process per Article 82 of the party's uh, constitution and therefore null and void. Now, the voluntary resignation of some of the national officers of the NEC meeting is purely their personal decision and therefore uh, it, the statement goes ahead to point out that uh, it will be valid as such and uh, he is therefore moving on to call on all party members and sympathizers to ignore the said press release uh, pointing out that uh, quote i wish to remind all party members that at any rate at all the appointment of an interim council is purely the responsibility uh, of the council of elders uh, all should remain calm and the council will resolve all of these uh, matters in due course. Long live CPP and uh, Ford ever backwards, never as uh, their motto has always been. This is a statement signed by the senior comrade uh, Christian Yaozig, pointing out uh, some of the issues uh, and also effectively uh, reverting what it is that the party has decided through uh, some of the national executives solely on Article 82 uh, of the Constitution of the Party, uh, bringing to the fore some of the cracks within the CPP and uh, issues relating to, um, you know, the unity and the way forward for the party. Uh, we'll try and connect with Nana Aojima, uh, who uh, is uh, monitoring all of the developments uh, for us, uh, joins us via Zoom now. Uh, Nana and the statement we're seeing on the screens right now is the reason for which the party has held uh, that news conference, pointing out uh, the, you know, validity or otherwise of the decision by the National Executive Committee. Uh, what more can you tell us about this? Uh, Nanayao, if you can hear me, the question about uh, what we're seeing right now in the Ashanti region and, and effectively uh, what, what this would mean uh, for that decision that was taken Tuesday evening. Uh, we're having some challenge. Yeah, yes, uh, Nanayao, if, if you just uh, point that out for us again. Yeah, uh, I was having difficulty hearing. Can you please repeat the question? Loud and clear now. Uh, Nana, I was just asking about, you know, uh, the statement coming through and, of course, the press conference that we're just learning of. Effectively, what, what would that mean? So, when you look at the statement that has so far been sent by the Council of Elders, it's called a CCC. It is a similar message that today was put out by some of the members of the night. And what we are saying is that the decision that was taken yesterday was, it, it's not in. Okay, uh, the lines are not favoring us uh, now. We'll definitely uh, be monitoring all of this uh, and bring you uh, some updates uh, later on. And now uh, it's time to talk about what's happening in other political parties. Uh, we move you on now to the governing um, new patriotic party uh, because there's quite a lot uh, happening now uh, as we speak.
uh, the, with the NPP, uh, of course, moving on uh, to have a meeting this afternoon organized by the National Executive Committee and the National Council of the New Patriotic Party, who are held up in a crucial meeting to discuss uh, amongst other uh, pressing issues, uh, of course, consultations uh, together with uh, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia, the flag bearer of the party, who will now uh, be looking for someone to partner him as the running mate. Uh, to the 2024 uh, elections. Uh, Of course, this meeting that we're looking right now uh, at uh, is very crucial, uh, and of course it will determine the political fortunes of the governing party. But of course, uh, we'll be taking a look at some of the uh, issues at stake. Let me first of all cross you over uh, to the venue where all of this is happening. Samuel Mbura uh, is uh, joining us from there. Samit, what can you report and what's happening right now? Uh, and, of course, uh, we're, we're just uh, working uh, the, the lines out. Uh, Samim Bura, my colleague, will be uh, joining us uh, shortly uh, just to uh, give us the very latest of uh, what's happening uh, there uh, at the Alisa Hotel, uh, where we understand uh, that meeting is underway uh, in terms of the selection of uh, a possible running mates. The processes are starting now uh, with consultations happening at the Alisa Hotel uh, for to find a running mate to uh, the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia. Samim Bora is joining us back again. And Samim, if you can hear me, uh, the question about, you know, what's happening now and effectively what the constitution of the new patriotic party says about the selection of a running mate. Sami, can you hear me? The question as to what, what, what the party's constitution says about what's happening now and, and why this meeting is being held. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll try, try as much as possible to, to see um, if we can uh, get uh, someone who's uh, there for us. Of course, we're having... Uh, you know, a bit of a difficulty uh, with uh, someone hearing us out and, uh, of course, uh, giving us an update on what's happening uh, at the Alisa uh, Hotel. Sami, if you can hear me, the question as to what is happening now, can you, can you just uh, bring us up to speed with, with what's happening now? I wasn't hearing him. Sami, can you hear me? The, what's happening now? Here in Accra, where there's a crucial and critical meeting of the top hierarchy of the NPP currently underway. The first badge of the meeting was the National Executive Committees. Yeah, I can hear you, Blazet. Can you hear me? What's happening now? Just bring us up to speed with what's happening now. I think that there seems to be some challenge there. But what I was saying was that um, we are live from the Alisa. Ho- yeah, so we are live from the Alisa Hotel here in Accra, where the NPP is holding a crucial meeting. So anyone who matters in the NPP. Is part of this meeting here being closed at, um, I mean, held in 
closed doors. Even the party members, the top hierarchy members, are not even supposed to enter into this meeting with their mobile phone. So before you get in there, you have to put your phone uh, at the reception, then get in there. So information about the meeting is quite sketchy. But what we do know is that per the NPP's constitution, if you look at Article 13, uh, 3, 1, 2, talks about the fact that the um, presidential candidate is expected to communicate to the national uh, executive committee and national council the choice of um, the running mate. Then they will now deliberate on this. Then they can give um, their suggestions and recommendations uh, going forward. So at the moment, that is what is currently underway. The national council members consist of um, regional executives, national executive past and present executives. The president was supposed to be here. However, he is currently on a journey, a reason we don't have him here. But the vice president, uh, who is a flag bearer of the party, is uh, currently there uh, with, with the party top hierarchy uh, in this closed-door uh, meeting. So what I can say is that the issues that they have touched on so far have to do with the fact that they have held the just-ended um, national, I mean, uh, I mean, election on the orphan constituencies. They will definitely review that and get the reports from the election committee. Also, we know that the constituencies with um, sitting MPs are also, um, it's also coming up sometime next year. So they will definitely give some guidelines and modalities regarding that particular election. But key among, I mean, the critical one has to do with the selection of the, um, the, the running mate to Dr. Mahmoud Bawe. We know names have been flying uh, and then majority of them coming from the Ashanti region. We have not gotten snipers of information. They, uh, I mean, the favorite yet, but those names flying here of the um, the majority leader of Seche, Mensah Bonsu. We also have the energy minister, whom I know is not in the country at the moment. Mighty Opoku Prempe, his name has come up. And Madame uh, Fremont Pari, her name has also been mentioned. The education minister, Dr. Duchum's name has also uh, been mentioned. A, a host of them. And Joe Ose Wusu, uh, popularly known as Joe Wise, his name has also come up. So, um, one other name that has been added, and that is coming up as a surprise, more than less, has to do with the former General Secretary of the NPP, Mr. Kobina Ejapon. So that was the information I, I had earlier that his name has also been included, um, I mean, among those that have. And then another person has to do with the EPA boss, Dr. Kokofu. His name is also springing up strongly. So it's actually a keen competition as to who makes it to the running mid list of the the, the, the flag bearer of the uh, NPP. But what I do know, the information, according to my sources, is that uh, the, the doc, Dr. Baumir has pinned down, some, pinned down some two names that he will present before uh, the committee. So what we are doing currently is to pitch camp outside of this meeting. When they are done with the National Council meeting, then the General Secretary of the party will come and address the media on what, uh, is, or what transpired uh, and the decisions that they, they'll be taking. Um, like I said, at the moment, we are unable to get access to any of them to speak to us on that. But what is currently happening has to do with the run-up to the 2024 election. So far as reorganization of the MPP is concerned towards um, their much target of breaking the eight in the political landscape of the country. And Sami, uh, tell us about, you know, the, the individuals who are there uh, presently at, at this uh, venue that we are looking at on the screen. Uh, who and who uh, ha has been showing up uh, at this meeting? 
who stand well, yeah. we have MPs appearing, we have ministers, and we have all the top hierarchy members of the NPP. They are here. Anyone who matters in the NPP is supposed to be here. In fact, the uh, former president, uh, Mr. John Jokunkufo, is supposed to be here, but uh, we know definitely uh, he will have his views on this and all that. So when we talk about the National Council of the NPP or the National Executive Committee of the NPP, uh, having a, a meeting, then it talks about all those who matter in the MPP coming to hold a meeting. So it is actually a tall list, but like I said, uh, one of the big shots has to do with the, the flag bearer, um, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. We also have the national executives uh, here. Uh, but let, I've seen Mr. Anyagba here. I'll try and get to him to get his brief comments on what has happened um, so far. Like I said, it is a closed-door meeting, so it's very difficult getting any of them uh, to talk to her. But a, anyone who matters in the NPP is part of this particular uh, crucial meeting here at uh, Alisa Hotel. So, uh, blessed, Mr. Anyagba is here. I, I'll talk to him briefly uh, on this particular issue. We know that details will definitely not emanate now, but at least he can give us highlights of what is currently happening in the meeting. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Anyagwa, just briefly, you are live on the Joy News channel. I may, not, I may not be able to speak to you. All right, so uh, Mr. Anyagwa has declined to talk to me. Earlier, he agreed that when he comes out, he will give us some insight or the highlights of what is currently happening, but he has declined to, to talk to us, and he's going back today. Uh, uh, meeting there. But, blessed, it is actually a top hierarchy meeting of the MPP here at the Alisa Hotel. The, the list is actually a tall one that I may not be able to exhaust. Uh, my colleague uh, Samuel Mbura are uh, giving us uh, the very latest uh, from the headquarters. Uh, not the headquarters, this is supposed to be Alisa um, Hotel, but, but let's uh, get you back there where he's interacting with uh, some, some other people. Today, Vice President's cam campaign team. Yes. Uh, tell us, what, what do you make of today's meeting? What, how crucial is this meeting for the party? Uh, it's a normal process and a ritual. The party has always been doing this, um, spanning from years 96, 2000, when my late father was chosen as the running mate, when Vice President Baumia was chosen. So it's part of the rituals of the party. And as uh, the meeting is ongoing, I'm going back as a member of the National Council. We still the bridge, but I'm not the best person, and I'm not well positioned yeah, to do I understand, it. but I know the National Executive Committee met, yes. and then per your own constitution, if you look at Article 13.3, it talks about the fact that the running mate uh, must be communicated 12 months to the election, and then coincidentally, it comes this particular month. Some of these issues have not come up. You've not heard something like that? Yes, I've heard. I know the constitution. I'm well versed with the constitution. I've gone through the constitution. I know what it is, but... As a member of the National Council, I shouldn't be seen making any decision now. Whatever it is, I'm going back into the meeting. And whatever that it is, it will be communicated to, to the public. But we should rest assured, the Vice President is someone who is well experienced. He went through the process of selection him, and he also knows what is important. What is important is to come out with a running mate that is going to be well accepted by the party all in Sunday. Is, what is in the grapevine? What do we have? I have and names grapevine. coming from, just mainly from the Ashanti region, they say, uh, oh, the, the one who partner him is definitely coming from the Ashanti region. Is that a consensus from the what, party? What matters to me as a, a member of parliament for people of Yendi and a member of the party is to have somebody who would come and help us add an advantage to have a winning number and obviously if it's coming from Ashanti or whatever it is coming from it is the party's interest and we winning 2024 that is important so whoever that the vice president chooses is prerogative and we will respect the, the vice president's um, 
a choice. Right. So you, you have seen the support the vice president has garnered so far since he, he, he won this election. Yeah. We've seen the reception he has received in the regions you have gone to. Yeah. Would you say that from the northern part, the northern caucus of the uh, NPP, yeah. you are proud that the party has taken the right decision to elect Dr. Mahmoud Baumia? at this particular crucial moment. Why not? Thank you very much for this opportunity. Obviously, as a son of a former vice president, my late father tried, was the first Muslim vice president to have come from the north after 30 years of wilderness in the MPP. And my dad couldn't make it as a, as a president. And we, we, we chose Dr. Baumia. And it wasn't only about the north, Ashanti region, Eastern region, all the sister regions have spoken that to say, to also say that what your mama wished for the party, that we will not choose a randmate for the north, has been shut down. We have chosen a competent person. Fortunately, the person is from the north. MPP is not looking at the northern car. We are looking at the generality of the party, the competence of the party, and the person who moves us forward. And that is Dr. Mahmoud Baumi, accepted by all and sundry. And we, even the northerners, don't own the vice president. I think the southerners are those who are owning the vice president more than us. So are we expected to see the name unveiled who will be partnering Dr. Mahmoud Baumi after today's meeting? Should we expect uh, For now, as a member of the National Council, I'm, I'm very careful. What matters after tonight, do you hear what was happening today? Uh, I, I shouldn't be in a position to give you any information for now. Thank, Thank you very, you very much. much. So, um, Honorable Farouk Ali Mahama is the son of the first, um, the former uh, Vice President under the Kufo administration, uh, talking to us. Um, I mean, his views represent that of the MPP Northern uh, caucus there. What he's saying is that for now he wouldn't tell us the intentions of the meeting, but uh, maybe in the next two hours we should know what the entire details uh, are. So, uh, like I said, the meeting is still underway and we are still uh, hanging out here and then nosing around to get the uh, relevant information to feed our audience. Pleasant. Samuel and Barat joining us uh, with the very latest in terms of that crucial meeting happening next uh, and other leading figures of the NPP are all in a search for the running mate uh, to Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Abamia, who is now leading the new patriotic party uh, into the 2024 elections. Uh, there's a group, uh, Alliance for Foot Soldiers Advocacy, a grassroots-based uh, organization within the NPP, asking the Vice President to consider uh, moving towards the Ashanti region, given the fact that it is the base of the party. Uh, we'll get into the details of that shortly and explore the possibility of what's likely to happen and if uh, the Vice President should consider any other region apart from the Ashanti. But the Ashanti has been big. It's not just uh, Afa raising the concern, but some, you know, political watches as well. Isaac Ophiyeje is uh, our man data analyst here at Join News, looking at the possible Ashanti figures that we've been discussing uh, ever since, you know, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia became uh, the leading uh, figure of the, of the party. And, of course, it goes without saying that the Ashanti region is the base of the new patriotic party. I see four notable faces mm -hmm. right behind you. Uh, take us through them. In fact, all of them, blessed from the Ashanti region, mm -hmm. we have a first, which is, um, you know, Osei Chairman Sabunsu. Right. Swami constituency. Uh, that's our majority leader in Absolutely. parliament, right? Matthew Opoku Prempe, who is the current energy minister, mm -hmm. also in the mix over there. There's Osei Owusu, who is the Jose Owusu, Bekwai MP, and then also the deputy speaker of parliament, mm -hmm. Yao Osei Duchum, education minister. Right. All of these four people are actually in the, the lead, and we don't know who will be chosen to become the running mate of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. He has been there before. He's been, um, you know, one of the candidates. He was 
He knows the process that this whole thing has to go through. If there's going to be lobbying, he knows, he's aware. If there's going to be any form of consultation, he's aware. If there's going to be any form of rejection, he's aware. He knows the caliber of person that uh, probably the top hierarchy of the, the party will be preferring. So he is the perfect person at this moment to choose a running mate for himself because he's exposed to all the dynamics. Now, if you look at his uh, popularity um, when we had the main delegate conference, that was November, uh, November 4th this year, you will see that this, this is the regional breakdown, trying yes. to give you a picture of how he performed. Of how he fared, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he had 50% in two, below 50% in two of the regions. Mm-hmm. Had between you know, 50 to 60% in three regions, 61 to 70% in five of the regions, including the Ashanti, the Ashanti region, region, where he had 66%. Mm-hmm. 70, 71 to 80%, five regions. There was only one region that voted for him more than 80%, which is... Where he comes from, his home region. Which okay. Is, uh, if, if that's anything to go by, mm. then Ashanti region uh, is fair to say that uh, you know the vice president doesn't have too much popularity there, right? Well, fair, fair comparison. Well, is that you can't really say that because he came up against a candidate who uh, says that he also hails from the Ashanti region, from the eastern region right. as well. There were grievances where even Alan Tremantin, who was also from the Ashanti region, had to pull out and all of those things. So you can't really say that. Then it means it's not popular in the Ashanti region. 66% is still very significant. But the most important thing is that we have to know that for the NPP to win the national elections, we've looked at the data, and it's clear that they always have to get clock more than 75% of the total valid vote cast in order for them to put themselves in a very good uh, position to get that 50% plus one in the main election. So there you have it, all the 16 regions and how he performed, plus, um, you know, uh, Kennedy, Japan, in the delegate conference, and then even the swing regions. Now you're looking at where to select your, uh, your running mate from. Are you going to select from any of the, the swing regions? Where in one of the swing, swing regions, he actually had 36%, mm-hmm. where, you know, Kennedy, Japan is coming from. Yeah. Greater Accra uh, region. Uh, and, that's the central, and, and that's the central region. Where exactly. Yeah. Greater Accra. That's 6%. Right. So these are the swing regions. You need to also look at the numbers and your popularity in these areas. But the party is aware that, in fact, this is the first time you are actually going away from the Ashanti region. Probably the candidate, the main you know, candidate not coming from the Ashanti region. This time around, the person leading the NPP is coming from the north. And so... You have to play your cards well. You have your, your, your base in the Ashanti region. Mm-hmm. But blessed, you are familiar with this. With this dynamic. And, exactly. and, and this is the Alan factor, mm-hmm. right? Another key reason why many are advocating that, well, let the NPP V position go to the Ashanti, Ashanti region. region. Uh, this is a key figure contesting Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya. Then he pulls out entirely out of the exactly. race and then says, I'm going independent. Independent. But has had an effect on the party each and every time he makes a move. I'm sure last week you saw the videos where right. they did the Afrofrontal walk, right? Mm. The number of people who were actually following. And definitely he's going to walk away with some of the supporters. So now let's look at, let's use data to actually explain uh, this whole Alan Tremantin yeah. effect that we've been observing in the Ashanti region. What happens to the NPP anytime and Alan Tremantin is not really happy about something in the NPP. So we start from uh, 2000 
and seven, where he came first in the scene, contested against President Tukufuado, lost. Um, what happened to the Ashanti Raider? That was the first time we saw that they actually dropped. That was the first time, you know, Alan Chamantin was losing the primary. What happened was that they dropped from the vote they had in the 2000 election. They dropped by some 4.5 percentage points in the 2004 elections. Right. Then we moved to, you know, um, somewhere around 2010. Mm -hmm. 2010, there were similar dynamics. So what happened was that 2010 was when he lost big time against the, you know, current president, President Okufuado. He actually moved from somewhere 36% to 90%. People mm -hmm. were not really happy. And even with that, point. the Ashanti votes were, were dropping. Were dropping. So you could see that anytime he has a very you know, when he has grievances or he has something to say or he's not really happy about yeah. something, the Ashanti region responds probably by dropping their, mm. their vote by... Okay, so, so, so Isaac, definitely this Alan, the Alan factor mm. should be one of the reasons for which yeah. uh, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia uh, would have to consider uh, going into the Ashanti region. region. But we're not saying uh, on this platform that, that was, that's what he will certainly do. It's likely, Absolutely. very likely, that that's where it's going that's to be. That's the likelihood. That's the likelihood, but he could surprise anyone by picking a candidate exactly. from, the, from the greater It was actually region. a big surprise when you know, President Kufuado selected him as yeah. his running mate. Mm. Many were thinking he could go for other people. Uh, you mean Dr. Mahmoud Obama himself? Mahmoud Obama, yes, precisely. Sorry. You know, we, we understand that certain names were presented to the president he chose, sent it to the, the top hierarchy of the party. They actually rejected, came back again, mm. brought him. So he understands the dynamic. And knows but, exactly what's going to happen sadly, now, that he's submitting sadly, the names as well. He's been uh, there before. He's <laughs> and he's just going through, uh, I guess, the same process. Uh, this is a good time to bring in uh, Kamal Amasama Bruni. And Isaac, just stay with us. Uh, Kamal Amasama Bruni is, uh, of course, spokesperson for the Alliance of Food Soldiers advocacy, uh, a grassroots-based organization within the New Patriotic Party, uh, and also joining the conversation as well as uh, Dr. Hassan Santi, political scientist at the University of Ghana, all helping us to do the discussion because there's uh, this aspect about Alan, which we'll be uh, delving a bit more into, but I just want to take their initial thoughts, Isaac, uh, on, on what's happening now within your political party. Uh, Kamal, thank you for joining us. Uh, what we're seeing now, we've seen, uh, of course, uh, Farouk Mahama, recount what happened, of course, when his uh, father became, uh, you know, uh, the vice president. That process has gone through. Dr. Mahmoud Obamia, also from the north, was picked. But this time around, you have him in the seat, which definitely means that, I mean, politically speaking, yeah. it will not go back Absolutely. to the north. What's happening in your party now? Well, bless <laughs> Thanks for having me. Mm. And what's happening today at Alisa is simply that, uh, just as uh, Samuel Bura stated, uh, the Constitution, Article 13.3, right. says that, uh, if I, I, I'm allowed to... Yeah, you can freely quote yeah. that. When the president is not the candidate, mm -hmm. the vice presidential candidate shall be nominated at least mm -hmm. 12 months before the general elections, unless the National Council under special circumstances mm -hmm. dispenses with this requirement. I so see. they are there, perhaps they can choose to take the latter part, maybe if there are certain issues why they have to dispense then that, other than that, the constitution mm. stipulates that mm. uh, the presidential candidate now for the new patriotic party, yeah. that has to do with doctor, mm. has to... Okay, what, what I want us to do now is to hold on, uh, Dr. Asasanti, just hold on uh, for us briefly, we understand the general secretary of the party, Justin Kudia Frimpong, is addressing uh, the press, we can take you there live now where he's speaking. It was agreed by NEC, which 
is in charge of parliamentary primaries of our party that the date for the sitting members of parliament primaries be varied from 20th January to 27th January. So the new date for the elections at where the party have members of parliament will be on the 27th of January 2024. So kindly take notice of that. Aside that to in line with our constitution, particularly reference to Article 13.3.2, and I'll read. The vice presidential candidate shall be a known and active member of at least five years and shall be nominated by a presidential candidate at least 12 months before general elections when the party is not in government or the president is not a candidate. The National Council may, however, dispense with this requirement under special circumstances. From interpretation of this article, it presupposes that today should have been the day that our leader of the party and our presidential candidate should have presented. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, we've lost uh, th that uh, connection uh, to the General Secretary of, of the New Patriotic Party, who's uh, now addressing the press uh, and, of course, providing some updates. Very crucial one uh, on uh, what the next phase of reorganization for the NPP uh, will be. Uh, we'll try and just see if we can uh, one more time hear from uh, the uh, General Secretary uh, of the, the party. Um, we'll definitely be monitoring that space and, of course, uh, bring you some uh, updates shortly where he's uh, equally providing uh, as uh, with updates on what's happening uh, in terms of uh, the search. That's where he left off. In terms of the search for the running mate uh, of the um, uh, governing New Patriotic Party. Um, uh, Kamala Amasawan-Broni is still with us. And, and, of course, that's the same constitutional provision you were just uh, referring to, pointing out uh, what the Constitution says and what we're seeing within your party today. Yeah. So just as I was saying, so it is in fulfillment of that article. That's why uh, National Council is meeting today. Mm. And AFA, let me put it on record, AFA has uh, not taken position on the running mate yet. How be it, uh, some of us have interest. Mm. Uh, when it comes to the running mate, and I'm biased because I'm, I'm an executive as well, right. and I'm biased when it comes to who should be the running mate of the party because of certain factors. And I think uh, he's touched on one of the key yeah. things. If you look at the Alan's factor, it's not something for we need to downplay. When it comes to Ashanti region, anything above 75%, we are good to go. Yeah. And you know, we've put this agenda be, uh, before us where we want to break the eight. And once we say we want to break the eight, whatever we need to do to make sure that we aggregate every vote to that matter, we have to do it. And that is what we are pursuing. So for me, uh, sitting here, I'm rooting for uh, Dr. Matu Poku Prempe, really. Okay. Uh, that, that's your choice, personally. Yes, yes. yes, mm -hmm. yes. Right. I, yeah. I, I feel he's the best person to lead us. Because right. whether we like it or not, we have to go to Ashanti region. Mm -hmm. It's not something we can just ignore. 
But once we ignore Ashanti region, it's, it becomes suicidal for us. And I have to be frank with you. And when he was doing his analysis, analysis yes, about Ashanti region, Ashanti region, he placed other uh, people, party stalwarts uh, on the on the distant screen. But just as I'm saying, if you look at who Napo is in the region, he stands tall. Based on the analysis he did, mm-hmm. he's the only person when he, he, the, 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 this thing we did, the voting for the presidential candidate, he's the only MP yeah. who's been able to garner that 88.5% vote. Mm-hmm. None of them. The others, the names being mentioned, none of them have been able to get But But, but you also need to be fair and also point out at this moment uh, that in terms of following... That's the Ashanti region. You don't expect anything less in terms of following from someone who's a, a, an MP from the Mensha area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. But there are others who are equally influential in their constituency. But Napo is influential when it comes to the whole Ashanti region. In fact, when you look at even his rapport with the Ashanti man, yeah. it's splendid. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I believe he's the, he clicks with them. And, and you, can't, you can't have a running mate who perhaps maybe having issue with that sentiment. Because when it comes to Ashanti region, is that sentiment? Right. Anything short than that, it, it will be difficult for you to make. And Napo casts across. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the youthful appeal, mm-hmm. Napo is there. Right. So if Napo partners Dr. Maumia, for instance, in terms of future-wise, Dr. Napo can, can take over. Yeah. So age-wise, it also favors him. Another thing, sometimes we also look at the, this party, the tradition. You normally, we normally have, uh, what's the name, uh, uh, actually, with the career politicians who yeah. partner others who are not, so that where there are kind of shortfalls, the others also uh, supporting. And Napo, we all know the role he plays. So, looking at the region and looking at who has the appeal within the grassroots, and just as we are saying, we are representing the gra- grassroots. And I'm, I'm a spokesperson for okay. that. And of course, uh, we'll be getting back to you. Uh, we'll, we'll try and see if, uh, of course, we can re-establish a connection uh, to uh, the Alisa Hotel, where, of course, uh, the general secretary of the party has been addressing the press on, uh, you know, all of these issues. Uh, but let me bring in uh, now Dr. Uh, Asa Santi, who's uh, also joining the conversation. Doc, and you've been listening um, to, to the analysis, to the concerns by the grassroots party, uh, and also we're just listening briefly to the general secretary when the link actually went off. Uh, but he's quoting Article 13 of the NPP Constitution, pointing out that now that uh, they are, uh, you know, short of time in terms of what they, the, the, the vice president ought to do, and that's looking for a running mate. Uh, looking at the names coming up now, do you feel that the Ashanti region is certainly the destination for the vice president? Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, pleasure. Uh, please, it's raining heavily here, so if you could speak up a little bit. Yes. Uh, and, I'm and, struggling to hear. Yeah, and I was just uh, pointing out, you know, the, the comments and push for the NPP to choose someone from the Ashanti region. Um, it is appropriate. It is appropriate. Uh, because when you are uh, looking for a running mate, first of all, uh, what you have to do is to be able to do a research on that. And I'm sure the party has gone to the the ground already but what we need to do is that for each party you first of all look at your stronghold it is your stronghold that you will get the person who best represents uh the party in terms of um the, the kind of support you are going to derive from the place take for instance asante region um mpp going to pick a candidate as a running mate from voter reading. 
um, it is not the case that they are going to they're going to ginger people uh, and to for them to vote for uh, MVP massively. No, it won't change because for Asante and Bota reading, the 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 voting psychology uh, doesn't change. They know what they want and that nothing can move them. So any of the two parties, you pick first of all um, from your your stronghold is the first choice. Then if you don't settle on that, then you can go to a swing region. All right. So for MPP to settle in a Santi region, I think it's in order. And they pick somebody there. They are likely, is likely to influence uh, a number of voters uh, to vote one way um, in favor of them. All right. Let me also add that uh, it is not only the vice presidential slot that gives the party uh, the, the, that influence voter choice. No, there are no more factors. But for uh, the, the running mates, uh, it is tactical that MPP picks from Ashanti region. Once they do that, I think they have placed themselves um, in a very good position, right? And I don't also expect NDC going to pick from <laughs> a running mate from Ashanti region. They will be just wasting their time. Uh, they settle on either voter or the swing regions, it will favor them. Yeah. Uh, I see. Uh, but, but right now, though, uh, w- what would that change in terms of the dynamics of the 2024 elections if, if we see someone coming from the Ashanti region? Oh, obviously, um, when MPP is able to... You are talking about MPP, I y- guess. Yes, yes, precisely. And, yes. And, and, if and MPP how is able to pick yes. from Ashanti region uh, running mates, obviously, in Ashanti region you are looking for between 70%, 75% for MPP to be able, when they're able to clock that, you they are likely to win the elections, right? So obviously somebody from Ashanti reading is going to ginger a number of people to support the party uh, in its quest to maintain power 2024. So yes, numbers are, uh, the figures are going to be improved. There is no doubt about that because then the people want to have at the back of their minds that, yes, when you don't have the president, the vice steps in and continues. So they have uh, a president in waiting. That is what it means. And that gives them the opportunity to be able to uh, do give them the, the kind of votes that they want. So it's an important factor. But that cannot be looked at in isolation. The voters are going to consider not only that, but the economy. Mm. which is a critical factor. Okay. How far they have improved the economy right. is also going to be a deciding factor because in Ghana, that is the main reason where, uh, why voters vote the way they do is the number one consideration, followed by infrastructure development. How far you've been able to what, uh, do the infrastructure. And this one, the, the first one flows into the second one. When economy improves, you are going to get resources to be able to what, improve infrastructure. If the economy uh, is, uh, slows down, obviously it's going to affect that. Then you move to issue of what? Uh, corruption and then fights, um, unemployment right. and the rest of that. Right. And, and Kamal Amosamambroni is uh, in studio with us. He was just referring to the fact that he's for, um, you know, uh, the, Dr. Mathieu Poko Prempe. Uh, he believes that that's, you know, the, the best foot forward for, for the NPP going into the um, 2024 elections. All the gentlemen are good. They are good to go. The name that we have heard, mm. at least 
the few that I have heard, I've heard Matthew Boku Prempe, I have heard um, Majority Leader, I've heard, I've heard the Minister for Education. Um, these are very good materials. But you see, the yardstick for measuring who will partner the person is one. You look at how popular is that person. Amongst them, who is the most popular will count most. Then you are looking at somebody who has what it takes to step into the shoe of the president in case the president cannot continue and all that. Can he rub shoulders with the person who is the running mate in the other political party? That is one factor that is need to be considered. You are looking at somebody who is also competent. Competence is very critical. You don't want just picking somebody from Ashanti because he's an, he's an MP or somebody from Ashanti region. No, you want competence because you want results, that one. And not only that, you are also looking at somebody with less baggage uh, because if you have that person, yes, from Ashanti region, and he has a lot of baggage, and it means that opponents are going to uh, dwell on that, develop message against him, and the parties that are campaigning will be responding to those issues, it will disturb their campaign. Mm. You want somebody who also appeals to the rank and file, to a number of people within the country and the rest of them. So it's a tall order. It's not that simple that they said, oh, Mr. A will go and B. When you use this standard to gauge all of them, you will really know who uh, will be fit uh, for I, the I purpose. Uh, and, and Kamal, let me bring you at, at this point, the, the issue about baggage, and, and that's feeding into the conversation that, you know, you can choose whatever running mate you want to choose, but it's also about, you know, what this current NPA administration has delivered. So whether the vice, wherever the vice president or presidential candidate comes from, that, that should not matter at this moment. Why should the Ashanti region matter so much? I think Doc has even made my work simple. Right. Uh, because some of the things he mentioned, popularity, mm -hmm. competence, who can replace the president in case something happens, mm -hmm. who has the appeal, and who, who, who is it that has nothing to be talked of? When, mm -hmm. That's why I say uh, Dr. Matopoku Prempe stands in a pole position because when you look at all this, I am speaking uh, as somebody who deals with the grassroots. There are very mm -hmm. uh, many platforms I, I am part of. Right. And when it comes to the popularity, Napo stands it. He stands tall amongst, mm -hmm. amongst that. When it comes to replacement, just as I told you, the youthfulness is there. And competence. Look at when Napo was at the Minister of, uh, Minister of Education. Right. Look at his sterling performance. Almost every award that came his way, he swept it. He should tell you the kind of person we are dealing with. And another thing we need to look at, uh, thanks for Doc raising that issue. You don't need to bring a, presidential, a, a running mate who has issues that people will be dwelling on. Instead of now campaigning, you have to be clearing things. And when you look at uh, somebody like Napo, I don't remember the last time you heard anything negative about Napo in the news. In fact, in the ministry Napo has uh, uh, been to, he's made sure that the, those ministries are very visible in the media. Recently, even joining us, you have to play some of the things he's, he's doing at the Ministry of Energy currently. He's been able to make sure that our lives are, are, are stabilized. Mm -hmm. So I'm rooting for him. And I think yeah, but that's your personal opinion. opinion. That's why I'm saying that. What, 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 if the, of, what if the opposite happens? In fact, the vice president might not stay in the Ashanti region. He could pick someone, say, from Greater Accra. What, what then happens to, to well, the nothing, party's nothing, chances? Nothing bad the, 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 the presidential candidate, yeah. but he's, he's also listening to some of the. I posts. get that clearly. Yes. But what, what, in your view, will happen if, if you know, it comes from, say, the Greater Accra region? 
Well, for me, it's unthinkable, so I wouldn't even go there. It's still, really? Yeah, it's unthinkable. It, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm so, telling you with all sincerity, it's unthinkable. You it, never it, know. It, this it, is it, politics. Blessed, I'll be back here mm -hmm. to tell you that Dr. Matuopoku Prempe has been nominated. No, oh, I see. You that, because you're rooting for him. But so, you, well, that's that, another that, issue of, of that, the economy. Yes, yes, yes. it's true. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whoever you bring, mm -hmm. if the economy is in, in, is in shambles or is facing challenges, Ghanaians will not consider who you've brought. And when you look at the indicators so far, let's be fair, things are not picking up. Even the IMF figures are showing that things are beginning to pick up. And I believe by next year, God willing, things will definitely stabilize. It wouldn't be the way it is. Definitely, we can't go to, into an election with, with challenges that we are facing now. We need to improve it to tell Ghanaians that, yes, we face a global challenge and we've been able to work our way out of it and things are improving. So I'll tell you that, yes, yeah, 2024, we'll have a good story to tell Ghanaians. <laughs> I see. The, the issue is about you know, the possibility of going for Kennedy Japan, who uh, is, of course, the first runner-up in, in the just-ended elections. It's, this is someone who, of course, appealed very much to the base of your party, which is the Ashanti region, uh, making some inroads and gaining significant votes from there. Yeah. If you're looking for a candidate, why not him? I mean, he's contested the presidential elections too. Well, that's not the only criteria for selecting. That's not the mandatory mm. criteria that because you've right. contested, definitely, or you are the second, uh, the runner-up, run yes. and they have to make you. No, it's not part of it. And you see, let's be fair. Um, somebody like Honorable Kennedy Japan is, is, is a tough person to handle. Right. And you see, when you also want to have a candidate, it should be the person you know, uh, you have that good rapport with, you can talk to. So when you look at the rapport between the president and the vice president, Ever since he was brought uh, from 208, we've never had any issue. And we all know that uh, Honorable Kennedy Japan is the type that he's the outspoken type. You can't gag him. And it, you find difficulty. So to me, that might be the negatives. That means the presidential candidate will have difficulty in selecting him, really. Other than that, he's a good material. He appeals to the grassroots. Yes, even though some of us didn't go for him. But any day, any time you bring Kennedy Japan on board, uh, to help the campaign, definitely he will deliver. And I know he'll be part of the mm. uh, national mm. campaign. He will lead the campaign, of course, for us to win. But we, you can't do away with... Uh, one uh, I see. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Dr. Sasanti, you have some take on that. You know, the point Kamal is raising about, you know, looking amongst the list of those who contested the just-ended presidential uh, primaries uh, of the party. You know, is that not an area to look at? You, you have... Um, not, not just Kennedy, Japan, the question also, again. Because, please, the question again. Yes, I was just pointing out that, you know, looking at the list of those who contested the presidential primaries of the NPP, uh, there are some good faces there, of course, some of them who, who come from the Ashanti region and, and others from other regions that the vice president yeah. could be looking at. Oh, obviously, uh, if you don't pick from Ashanti region, your next um, suitable area should be the swing regions. So... Uh, you were, I'm sure you were asking a question about why they will not settle down on Kennedy and Japan. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, uh, and, not, and not just him, but all the, those who contested you know, the, the presidential primaries of the party. All those, you are talking about the, those who took part in the November 4 or August yes, 26th. <laughs> excluding Alan Kujutrim, I think, of course. Uh, I'm yeah, talk, yes, so, I'm talking about that list. So if we're talking about, are we talking about November 4? I'm talking Those precisely about the presidential primaries, yes. Yes. Uh, November 4, yes. Kennedy contested. Uh, you talk about Kwabena um, Japan uh, and the rest of them. Um, for central reading, yes. There's nothing wrong for the party going 
there. But their best bet should be what Asante region. Then secondly, if they want to go to uh, any of the swing region, either Greater Accra or Central, it's fine. For Kennedy, it's a fine material. He has fought very well for his party, and um, he, he he has what it takes to be able to do the work. But um, a lot of things will not allow him to be able to partner Dr. Baumia. If you listen to his campaign, he came out. Uh, the two gentlemen, I'm talking about the Vice President Kennedy themselves, what, attack each other to the extent that they run down each other. Look at Kennedy, the kind of things I had said. That MPP lost the election as at what, 2022. That you are talking about a government flagship program, which is 1D, 1F. He said it doesn't seem much. And remember, politics is a contest of what? Ideas and referendum of your work. This is a government major flagship program. He has run it down. He talked about the fact that, look, the MPP is losing the, looting the state as if there's no tomorrow. How, how can this thing change overnight? He's talking about, they say they are strategies, but here they took the, 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 the exchange rate from four CD to one, $1 to four CD to 12 CDs today. How is he going to explain that? So all that in effect, what I'm saying that the thing that he said in the campaign will really weigh against him and whoever he partners with, Dr. Baumia, it, 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 it can't it can be a good pair for them. Oh. Remember their campaign to uh, Kennedy's team also was accusing Baumia's office that they issued the, the 10 cents of what Kennedy and Japan, and that also ran Kennedy down. So there are a lot of things that will weigh heavily against yeah. Kennedy and Japan, even though I know, I consider that he's very solid, he has fought for a party, he, he's, he appeals to a lot of people, but these things are going to weigh heavily oh. against him if they bring him on board. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, I but that is, that is why people like us caution the party oh. that when you are going for primaries, even though you are looking for, it's a great contest, uh, the character assassination, you should be careful about it because yeah. later when you run the person down, you, have, you find it difficult to repair to work, the damage. To work with and the that is what is on their hands now. Right. And indeed, yeah. the NPP, as we speak, is uh, in a phase of reorganization. They just ended the, um, the parliamentary primaries in orphan constituencies. The general secretary was, uh, I guess, uh, pointing out to the next phase, which will be for uh, places where you have sitting MPs. That's another, you know, make or break for the party, you agree. Uh, that process must be handled carefully. Well, uh, listen, if you look at the current national executives, mm -hmm. in fact, I must applaud them. Basically, every pro electoral processes they've handled, the media has not gotten anything negative to say. Mm -hmm. Just this uh, recent, uh, what's the name, uh, orphan constituency elections held. I don't think there's any constituency that you people reported of any mishappenings over there. So but but there, was, there was vote buying, at least. No, that's not a question you've asked. Okay, I see. Huh? Well, let's not go into the yes, conversation, uh, the debate around that one, by the way. So, yes. They've, they've lived up to the bill. I must say, the national chairman and the general secretary, including the other national executives, they've really done well. And once they've been able to handle, in fact, the presidential elections, the superdelegates and that of the uh, November 4, was the most critical one because it included the grassroots. Mm. That could have been the make or break rather not really because this is constituency specific mm -hmm. so if an issue is happening in one constituency it might not have a rippling effect or telling effect on another constituency so really that cannot be the make or break because 
we have 137. Mm -hmm. So now what it means is that many other constituencies have been done. We, we are just left with 137 where we have sitting MPs, including my constituency. I don't see how it is make or break. And one of the things we've seen that there's nobody who lost the uh, often constituency election. Who came out and complained that the processes were not fair? If all agreed. So it tells you that going forward, I'm really optimistic that the process will still continue because once they've done the major one and we didn't have any hitch, uh, hitches, mm -hmm. I don't see how a fewer constituency of, say, 137 will be something they cannot handle, really. So uh, I'm looking up to another brilliant uh, elections that, that will come. Mm -hmm. And looking at what the general secretary is doing, yeah. really, he's made the contest to be very, very fair. Especially in Greater Accra, he's handling Greater Accra. You're sure about that? You know, uh, th that's why I was bringing up the issue about the vote buying. You were, you know, a bit evasive about it. But that's the reality. Uh, the Office of the Special Prosecutor now going after some of your own party members simply because they took some money just, just as part of the process. I, I can imagine what will happen in places where you have sitting MPs, for instance. Well, if you say vote buying, I, you've not mentioned any constituency to me. I was in Amasama. I didn't go to any constituency. I didn't see any vote buying, so I cannot speak to it. Yeah. And I don't want to believe that if, for instance, uh, delegates gather and then you give them TNT to go back. Even the former president gave TNT for people. Which of the former president? The former president, uh, uh, JM. He himself gave TNT. So if an opposition party even gave TNT, what, what, what's... Uh, wrong would it be when somebody who is contesting feels like, okay, delegates move far away and mm -hmm. then they have to go back. Let me support them with TNT. Let me take Amasama constituency, for instance. Somebody comes from Oyansana or Kushibiade far away and you tell the person that maybe this is 50 cities. Take it as But, but the truth is, you're not giving 50 Ghana cities. Well, you've seen all of these reports. I mean, this, you belong to the Alliance for Food yes. Soldiers. You, you deal with the grassroots of yes. the party. You know what these delegates, the language these delegates speak. It's money. In fact, some of them are on tape. So have shown us the, the kind of cash they made just last weekend because they, they decided to be a part of the um, you know, uh, process to, to vote. Which constituency was this? Oh, but you've seen a number of constituencies in the Ashanti region, even here in the Greater Accra region, uh, the, the Ablekuma Central area also. You saw the video uh, for which the OSP says he wants these individuals to come and answer questions. They were on TV pointing out to us and, and giving us, showing us cash that they made out of the exercise? Well, let me give you an instance. When we were doing the November 4 general, uh, election, presidential election, in my constituency, we had the opposition members there who were there. We know them. They just came whether to observe, to solidarize, or whatever, but they just came on the field. You couldn't sack them. Right. So let's assume that uh, people like that came just to fake certain things. I see. You are disowning. You are no, disowning. You are disowning. No, your own I'm assuming. Now, I'm uh, assuming that because people can do. You know, they, people can do something. But how is this possible? These are known people. People who have gone into the exercise. Who who participated. I don't think in you the captured election. them in the in the in the in the electoral where where, where the vote. Are you disowning your own people now? No, I'm not disowning anybody because I've not seen any of the videos you are talking of. Seriously, I've not watched them. That's how come when you said I asked you which constituency. Mm. You see, that tells you that I've not seen. But just as I'm, I'm saying, if you support people with TNT for them to go back, or perhaps, you know, we are going together and then somebody prepares food, brings it there, I don't see anything wrong with it. It won't influence but anything. But monocracy is not something I subscribe to, really. Right. Yes, I, I don't subscribe. So if there are evidence that monies were shared, those mm. kind of things, yeah, we all condemn it and, and hope that next time. If, 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 and I'm just setting an example. If I give you transport to come to um, a, a polling center and I'm contesting in that election, would you still go ahead and vote against me? That's it. 
Well, you are not the only person giving. If you are four contestants... Oh, so you know they are not the, there's not only one candidate no, who no, gives money. Yes, I've come to the center. Uh, uh, I've yeah. coerced you to give me transportation. Mm. I got there, and then you tell me that, oh, I should come and take TNT. Yeah. Another candidate so you want to take my TNT for free? That's what you're saying? No, no, but you are giving... I'm not... I'm not uh, what's the name? I've not asked you to give me money. I've mm. not pre- placed a price on my vote that... Mm. Listen, unless you give me 1,000 or 500 or... 50 Ghana, I'm not going to vote for you. If I should do that, then I'm taking something in return to vote for you, which is bad. Mm. But if I get to the center and then they say, candidate A says that each delegate that's yes. here mm. should be given to you. I'm in, I'm inclusive. You take it? Yeah, I'm inclusive. Will you take it? Oh, yes, I'm inclusive because the person says, each, any delegate mm. that comes to the center should be given it. And if I qualify to be a delegate, it means, I'm, because if you don't take it, somebody yeah. will take it. Because they will return the money to the person who has issued the money. That is, is that what happens? That they, is, they usually don't ret- return it. Okay. Because even that day, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, when we go, we tie our banners and those. When we close, we even ask, ah, who are those who have untied those things? Because by the time you realize, the whole place has been kind of, if I may use ransack. Like, yeah. So it happens. And then during electoral issues, you are busy. If you are a contestant, mm-hmm. for instance, I'm contestant assembly election. On D, they'll be busy. Okay. If I say, oh, maybe there are people who will be coming from point A to come and vote, even though they've registered in my electoral area, perhaps... They've, they've moved to rent uh, at a certain place. And they told me, come on, we're going to compare supporters with TNT. And then they come and say, oh, support them with TNT. How corruptible is this? I see. Yeah. And, uh, and Dr. Asasanti, the, the final phase of the reorganization process, electing MPs in places where they have uh, seating members of parliament, of course, uh, Kamal, uh, re- pointing to the fact that if you give transport for people just to come and elect you or, I mean, support the electoral process, that nothing should be wrong with that. I disagree. I disagree. Let us look at it this way. Uh, people come there. He said, oh, if you give 50, right? This is your ability to give 50. Somebody also gives 1,000. He will tell you, oh, it's TNT. Somebody gives a car. They are all curing that problem of TNT. So why are you worried when the person decides that I'll give Land Cruiser? Is it not TNT you are dealing with? Land <laughs> Yes. Is it not wow. TNT? The person is a chairman, and that we want this TNT business to stop once and for all. So I'm giving mm-hmm. Land Cruiser. Anytime there's an election, use that car. Am I not dealing with the TNT problem? Yeah, but I that's, give that's, like spoiling, that's like spoiling the delegates for choice, giving no, them a view. No, I am, I am also because, <laughs> look. If 50 doesn't, 50 city doesn't mean anything, yeah. you can't tell me that what 1,000 means anything because we are dealing with the same problem of what track TNT. So somebody said that I am also giving 1,000. <laughs> yeah, this is something small. Yeah, if you are traveling from this distance, you're inconvenient, just get 1,000. Would you say that one will influence? If uh, 50 is nothing wrong, I'm not sure giving Land Cruiser or 1,000 or 2,000 is wrong. If we agree that these mm-hmm. things are TNT, then we must shut up when people give Land Cruiser, when people give 20,000, 50,000. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. all these things have a way of influencing voter choice. Go to rural areas and you realize you give somebody 50 cities, it's big money to influence his votes. That's why we are saying that don't give anything. Because you look at it. In rural areas, when chiefs summon us that we should come and listen to information and all that, we walk long distance, go and listen and no money is given to us, we walk back because we think that the message is good for us, for our own good. For that reason, we don't take anything. If we are coming to listen to a politician or coming to vote and all that, it's your right. You are exercising it. Why are you taking TNT? If you care for that person so much, give the person money anytime he goes around before the election and all that. Then you are thinking about the vulnerable, the needy and all that. But the politicians always hide. Oh, we just gave TNT. I'm saying that 
that also have a way of what influence. Otherwise, they should shut up when people move from 50 or 100 to 1,000. My way, you are you are not able to give much. You are giving what, 50 Ghana. I have more, and I say I'll give 1,000. Is it a problem? Somebody saying that, well, with the same TNT problem, I'm giving you a car, a Tico, a Land Cruiser. Is it not curing the same problem? That is it. They always hide behind these things. But these things, see, why we, we are worried is that when you introduce money, then you take away what issues then you take away the essence of democracy. Then democracy is for the highest bidder. Is that what we are talking about? But it's unfortunate that all these things are happening. Politicians justify them, and we sit down. We don't punish them enough. People who give up money in any means, we should be able to throw them out. They are not in to serve our interests. Okay, uh, but at any moment you decide to give up land cruises when you're contesting, just call me. I'll, I'll be a delegate. I'll, I'll be a delegate, of course. I, I did not hear you there. <laughs> All right. Listen, no, Dr. Sasanti, I'm grateful, grateful for your no, time. Also went, went too far. It, 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 <laughs> some of the examples is land cruiser cars. No, but people give cars. I mean, just... just... No, but you see, if, yeah. for instance, I'm doing something now, so I call joiners to come and come up. Yeah. And afterwards, I call your media man and say, oh, Charlie, come and sit, let's have some, some lunch. That's I different. I I but that's no, not... But that's not that is an influence because mm. that means once I've given them something to eat there, mm. I'm influencing them on the kind of story they should come and do. Maybe I may tell them how they should do it because mm. they've eaten my food. But what Doc is saying, it means basically when we are going to the voting center, not even water should be brought there. But that is also part of influencing because someone who is thirsty and gotten water from you mm. can be influenced by virtue of the water the person has taken. What are, what of that? Yeah, but that's why he's saying someone could also say, okay, I'll, I'm just buying you the car so you can drive from home come to the polling center. Okay. So let's see, Amazon, we have 1,500 delegates. How many people can you give cars? But, we, it's, not like we've not seen, but it's not like we've not seen candidates giving out cars. We, we've seen that before. Well, I've never seen that. Oh. Cars, I've never seen that. Oh. Really, I've never seen. The, the small, the small I've vehicles. never seen it, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you seem to be a fine gentleman, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. Thank well, you uh, I, for joining I, us. I yes, need, uh, right. Okay. One, I'm contesting for the Amazon electoral area. Uh, elections as assemblyman come uh, December 19th. So I am pleading that my, my, my electoral area people right. on 19th December they should come out and vote for me massively. And bless you, there's last thing I want to tell And on what's the name? Saturday yeah. 9th, mm. uh, myself and then Dr. Dan. So that's a doctor uh, for minutes, uh, fertility, medical and fertility located in Namasama in co- collaboration with Gift of God uh, Aid Foundation, we are undertaking a health screening oh, exercise see. at the Amasama Zona Council. So I encourage people to come there. There will okay. be poetry, there will be sugar, blood, those things. Oh, but the sure. last thing I'm, I'm coming to touch up on, on has to do with the Amasama Park there. The youth are boiling because that place has been given to a private a developer to come and develop. The youth have not been consulted their footballing activity has been stalled, and then they want to protest. Some of us are talking to them. Right. I beg authorities should engage them, let them know. Because once you do AstroTurf, for the mm. first time, blessed, I'm rushing. For the first time, an AstroTurf is going together with stores. Mm. Can you imagine? So it tells you the, the profit motive behind those things. And then the youth are telling us that See. they want to go on demonstration. We are telling them that they should hold on, we'll talk to authorities that be, and then we'll know the details. Because when you want to take things like this, where every footballing activity or sporting activity is taking place, at least engage the youth and let them know what's happening.
Okay, um, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, on December 19. But of course, uh, don't give land cruises. That, that's, what, that's what I would say. But thank you so much, uh, Kamal and uh, Dr. Asa Santi, for joining uh, the conversation. Uh, you're watching the polls here on the Join News Channel. We're taking a break, but when we return, we'll talk about some parents and also guardians of students uh, seeking, um, of course, some change of schools at the Ashanti Regional Solution Center. And our agitator will tell you why. understand the concerns everyone has about the flag bearer of our political party. I want to assure you that he's not missing. The report of his disappearance is false. So basically... Basically, your flag bearer is gone today. This may become the next flag bearer. Isn't it obvious? Our party is in need of a great leader. I have no other option than to step up. I want you to be my running mate. I would like one now that I intend to contest for the flag bearer. My name is Osi. I don't care elections. I will win hands down. I am a tiger. My, my people have a saying that a live dog is far better than a dead tiger. I wanted him to invest in our campaign. I didn't know that he would betray me. Now you have to win $250,000. Hey, that's how much we you do. Why do you have to shout the youth in Disney like that? Sorry, that, that's how much... Kumasi Osaikum Stand Up Rattray Prime brings to you another unforgettable night of music and celebration This is the biggest concert on the music calendar This year is the Night with the Stars 2023 Featuring the maestro Kojo Joe and all on one stage, a dozen stop also performing is the ladies' man, Team Promise. And Kitty, the girls' damn sugar. It's one big stage featuring these stars. Kojo Enki, Kofi Kinata, Aquaba, Team Promise, and Kitty. It's all happening on Christmas Day, 25th December, 2023, at the Rattray Pack. Rate 200 cities regular and 300 cities VIP. I love FM in Shura FM, Gothel Station, Ahoju Radabam, Rattray Pack, Poku Trading, and all Absa Bank branches. For table reservation, just call 020-601-8820. Night with the Stars 2023. You have no reason to excuse your Yourself. This event is brought to you by Rotary Park Media Partners Love and Enshrine FM is powered by Logi Entertainment. Night with the Stars 2023. The Night with the Stars is sponsored by Jungle Energy Drink. No fear. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my emergency. Mama money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your emergency. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. Dial star for all your money emergencies with Joy FM. Roverman Productions presents For Girls, The Spell.
an original Ebo White play. Before we go, sister, there is something the Lord has put upon my heart for you. I think the Lord is leading me to you. Oh, brother. You know, you are like the clouds in me. me. Yes, brother. When you disappear, it's always a beautiful day for me. If the Lord could lead you, why didn't he lead you to a shop where they sell deodorant? Ah, sister, pray about it. I am sure the Lord will You know what? Right now, I need something only you can give what me. What is that, sister? Your departure. Venue, Bema Hall at Bema Camp. Dates, December 2nd, 3rd, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Time, first show on Friday at 7 p.m. Two shows on Saturday at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Three shows on Sunday at 1 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Rates, 150 Ghana cities. For tickets, dial star 365 star 535 hash. WhatsApp 050-554-6010. Or visit all usual outlets. Sponsors, Gino and GCB Bank. And now some parents and guardians of uh, students seeking to change uh, some of the schools uh, they've selected at the Ashanti Regional Solution Centre agitated over delays in getting served. They claim uh, after staying in queues for long hours, their needs remain unresolved. But authorities say they are placing priority on students who have not yet received any school placement. Emmanuel bright Koku, who was at the centre in Kumasi, reports of a reduction in the number of persons seeking solutions to their challenges. So we are presently here at the Regional Solutions Centre at the Kumasi Technical Institute where um, some guardians, students and even parents have queued up here um, seeking some solutions to um, matters regarding school placement um, it's been almost a week since the government or the Ministry of Education released school placement for um, some over 500,000 students who sat for the BEC. Please when I checked they said I should be I should do self-placement so when I checked for boarding there is no school for boarding and um, they, there is no school for you so I've now checked again and this, they've given me this placement so I'm now coming to check for the perspectives first. Oh, okay. So, if I get you correctly, um, these are some schools. What is the schools you selected when you were writing BEC? Yes, please. And then now you have spaces in these schools to attend? Yes, please. When you come here to um, the regional um, solution center, there are actually some four rows that you are supposed to join. In the middle row just there are some of the students um, who were not placed, actually. And on my left, uh, those who have gotten schools but they are seeking to change the schools for some um, various reasons. How many got two or three? Where? School being? My name Senior. Edubiasi. Now what's your name? I'm going to go to the Greater Accra. Who is Greater Accra? I'm going to go to Edubiasi. I'm going to go to the Greater Accra. I'm going to go to the Greater Oh, how many hours? About four hours. Four hours. Now, I show an hour. Actually, nothing. no, I didn't in our own school to see an answer in your school. In your school, which you see. In your school, which you see. Thank you very much. So that's a, I'm a student who is seeking. Um, but as you can see behind me, um, there are some a bit of agitations um, among some who have come here. Um, from what I'm hearing, I understand that the line is not moving 
um, as they wish it would move so that all of them will be um, served appropriately. Um, sir, let me, let me find out from you. Um, I can see you agitated. What's the situation? The situation is not good. The situation is not good. The, the process is not normal. It's not smoothing. Like, we came here yesterday, we couldn't able to serve, and we are here today too. My problem is about the... I'm from Mansur Kumpesi, and my child had admission at the distance, uh, um, Abofo. Then they have placed her in the day student. How can a student from Abo, uh, Kumpesi who go to Abofo with the day student? So that's the problem. Since morning, they are not serving us, and there is no any communication between we, the parents, and the authority that they are serving. Yesterday we came here. We couldn't afford what we want. So earlier this morning, 5.30, she was here. And by, by, still by then, no any uh, distance. So we are still waiting there. We don't know what they are arranging the distance. And on a matter learning by one way, school, no, you change your school, and the Elan of Clara, Monfrey will be a. And once yet, you almost won't come in today, and you would hear it. And only idea, your problem. Because one more when your school, Colano, one more the Quan or Moco, and so will be a when your school or Babby changing the school, no, say be a big to win to me call school, no, and then your move will be a once yet, yes, the regional coordinator for. Um, free SHS here, Mr. Um, Owusu Brobe. I can see some of the parents are a bit agitated over there. They tell me um, they are not being attended to, especially those who have had schools but want to change it. Uh, that, that, that should be the situation. The, the main focus or the emphasis or the major concern has to do with those who couldn't get placement at all. That is our first priority. But the second group has to do with those who have gotten schools, but they needed uh, changes. So we have to concentrate on those who couldn't get school at all, so that we do it for them. Those who have gotten schools should be our second priority. So that should be the case. Because we can't deny those who couldn't get placement at all to concentrate on those who have gotten schools. But I think when we do that, it, it, it wouldn't be fair. Okay, but here lies the case, they all need to be in school. Sure. And so whatever the case may be, they all have to be served all? Sure, sure, they have to be served. But it depends. That is why I said we've prioritized our, our, our issues or our concerns or how the, 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 the solution of the problems come to us. So as I've told you, our major concern now has to do with those who couldn't get placement at all. That should be our first emphasis or our first concern. Um, today we've seen some, um, quite a number, the number has reduced um, for today. Um, the authorities here indicate that they are serving their students in every means possible to ensure that every ward um, gets to school. But the question remains, when would they um, go to school? And when would they be served quickly to join their colleagues who are already on campus? From here at the Regional Solutions Centre in Kumasi, my name is Emmanuel Bradsquick. And Minister for the Interior, Ambrose Dare, is recommending the setting up of a committee to resolve the land dispute underlying uh, the conflict in Nkwanta uh, in the OT region. There's currently a curfew in the area after a recent disturbance that uh, claimed the lives of 11 we will hear from the minister shortly, but first listen to MP for Nkwanta South, Geoffrey Kinney, who delivered a statement in Parliament urging the Interior Minister and Parliament to intervene to end the conflict. 
It is important to state at this material period when most of our when most of other communities across the country and indeed the world in general are putting their resources, energy and time to generate wealth to support quest for a better life for themselves and also de develop their areas, we in Quantasa cannot afford to continue to be at each other's truths when our very lives are being destroyed. I wish to indicate that any individual or group of persons who persist in ignoring the rational call and continue to work havoc on the area must be decisively and comprehensively dealt with according to the law so that they do not hold the people of the area to ransom. Mr. Speaker, I wish to take this opportunity to thank our chiefs, religious and opinion leaders, NGOs, security personnel, and all other well-meaning individuals and groups for their invaluable contribution to helping stabilize the area. Mr. Speaker, I am optimistic. We in Guantasa will work together assiduously to overcome this tragedy, tragedy and return to the days when the climate of peaceful coexistence permeated the relations between the various ethnic groups and religious groupings of the area. We definitely, by the grace of the Almighty God, will overcome. Reacting to the statement, Interior Minister Ambrose Derry argued that one of the surest way, ways to actually end the conflict will be to address the underlying uh, dispute. Hence, his recommendation to set up a committee which includes the Lands Committee to put up uh, an end, actually, to the uh, dispute. I had to impose a curfew the very day that the Honourable Member of Parliament was concerned about the conflict. I was compelled, went through the processes and imposed a curfew. Yes, as Honorable Adams is saying, the curfew has its own negative impact, namely free movement of goods and services, and therefore foodstuff and what have you. Mr. Speaker, while we are at it, let me inform the House that the curfew is being imposed and enforced, and a number of people who have breached the curfew have been sent to court, fined, and convicted fined. So there is some calm. But we are the first to admit that because the matter is a land matter, we cannot take this calm for granted. I want to assure the House that it's not just the police who are working on it, but also National Peace Council has come in. We intend to increase their intervention. I've taken note of the intervention of Honorable Adams, and therefore we're sending uh, Nadmore to go to the area to find out what uh, we can do to ameliorate the situation. But Mr. Speaker, I want to work with my colleagues so that with the RESEC, let us set up a committee. I would want the Lands Commission to be involved. 
let us set up a committee that would do something about the underlying land conflict. Uh, well, from uh, what's happening here in Ghana, let's check out what's happening elsewhere uh, because there's heightened uh, security tension in Europe uh, following attacks in Paris. A German man died and two others, including a British uh, man who have been injured in a knife and a hammer attack on a street in central Paris. Uh, with the holiday season in full swing, German police say they will be paying extra attention to security at holiday events and also gatherings, especially uh, Germany's famous uh, Christmas markets. Well, uh, let's uh, check out uh, more from uh, Emily Schultz, who's joining us now. What, what's leading, um, you know, to this concerns about security this year? Sure. So as you mentioned, this attack in Paris last week in which a German tourist was killed uh, has really put additional attention on this issue. It's something that we talk about, I think, every every year around this time. Um, but but because of that, there is additional attention. You've also had a handful of occasions in Germany in the last few weeks, either where, for example, in one city, uh, a Christmas market had to be evacuated because of a potential threat. There were other cases where authorities found out about plans uh, to attack Christmas markets and stopped them ahead of time. But basically all of this together, taken together, really does draw attention to how safe these are and, and what authorities can be doing in order to ensure safety over the course of the holiday season. What are the measures being taken to help protect the people? Sure. So in back in 2016, there was a major attack on a Christmas market here in Berlin. And since then, you've seen you'll see these sort of uh, metal barricades being put up outside of Christmas markets so that cars and trucks are not able to drive into them. Um, this year, we've really also seen an increase in police presence at a lot of the Christmas markets. And so when you put those things together, there very much is it does. You do feel the sense that there is a, a heightened attention to these issues. Question as to why Germany's uh, Christmas markets uh, are considered a potential target and, and what role do they really uh, play in uh, the German culture? German Christmas markets are such a, a key part of, of German culture, and I think not just for Germans themselves, but for people coming to visit the country. And so you have in, in major cities like Nuremberg, in, in Munich, in Berlin, you have multiple markets, major markets, some of them that have existed for, for a very long time. People come, they drink mulled wine, they, uh, you know, they buy food, they get to bring gifts home. And, you know, you have that for, for an international audience as well, but also these Christmas markets are taking place in smaller cities and towns across the country and so it really is something that people look forward to over the course of the year and and as a result it's something that uh, has very much kind of become become a potential target for people looking to to cause fear or, or to disrupt things uh, emily schultz with our partners dw joining us and that's all we have for you in this package of the polls i'm blessed so now log on to myjournaline.com we have updates for you thanks for your company bye-bye